0: They are
1: asking and Hello everybody, welcome to the Attention Please podcast now on video. If you like this podcast, kindly like, share, subscribe, you know what to do. So today, after a long time, I have a guest, and it is Jamie Alter. So when I was Googling you, I came up with, like, what was the first link? It said, Jamie Alter, meet Jamie Alter, the white man with an Indian passport and heart. This is possibly the most filmy headline that somebody could have. <laughs> so tell us the story behind, behind this. I read the story, but for the benefit of our audience.
0: This article, if I'm not mistaken, was done by my good friend Ramarko Sen Gupta uh, during during the first lockdown, and uh, he's a fellow journalist. He's a good friend, right? First of all, thank you, Arnav, for having me on the show. I'm laughing about myself. It's been a long time. You you took out time last year to come on to come on my podcast. Now here I am. So thank you, and I to all your viewers. Ha, so going back to that story, Ramarko, being a good journalist and and a good friend, he sent me the final draft. Said, yeah, you want to make changes. Please go ahead. I said, no, it's fine. But I said, what headline are you going to get? Because I know you work for a website and you need that. Maybe not a clickbait headline, but I know, the, I know the kind of headline you need to tell the story. So you go ahead and do what you want to do. I know it's going to have the word white. I know it's going to have the word Indian. I know it's probably going to have the word passport. So, why? So that, and that essentially is, is what I am. I'm white, uh, born and raised in India, fourth generation American. Common misconception, Arnab, that I've tried to clear on my YouTube channel for the last two and a half years, no, I'm not a British leftover. No, I'm not the offspring of any hippies that landed up in India. We're not uh, Anglo-Indian. We are Americans from Ohio in the Midwest who landed up in India in 1916. So if India has managed to deal with the Altar family for over 100 years, perhaps perhaps you can deal with, with, with us for a, for a few more years. <laughs>
1: Right. Yes. A lot of people think that you're British. Yes, I I absolutely know that. And and I used to think so too, because of your father, because of the roles he used to play.
0: Absolutely. I get it. I get it. It's fine.
1: (laughs) All right. But today we're not going to talk about Bollywood of the 90s. That would be another good thing to talk about, but that requires a show of its own. A we should do that though. <laughs> yes. So uh, the first question that I wanted to ask you, and since the T20 World Cup is coming, so let's not not ask a question on the T20 World Cup, but do One Day Internationals have any relevance, especially after the retirement of Ben Stokes? I think um, I think that's that's a valid question to ask. Is that what are we getting out of One Day Internationals, if anything?
0: No, it's a very valid question, Arnam. and it's one that I've also asked guests on my cricket podcast that I do here. Look, I think if I can give a personal anecdote, it was the 1996 World Cup. I was 15 years old. I was, I knew cricket. I liked cricket, but I really fell in love with cricket in the 1996 World Cup. Uh, being being in a boarding school, you know, being surrounded by your best friends, you know, finding ways as you do when you have rules, finding ways to watch cricket, you know, but. As a 15-year-old, there were times that I'm like, okay, uh, power play is over. Let's come back for the 40th, over, okay? And this was as a 15-year-old, okay? Now, 17 years, I've I've been a cricket journalist. I've watched multiple World Cups. I still find Arnab, and I have no shame in saying it, the bilateral game is painful to watch, right? Which then brings context to, like you said, Ben Stokes, retiring at 31, 15 months away from England, defending... The only World Cup, let's remind your viewers, the only World Cup that country ever won. You have comments by Quentin Dickoff saying it's it's unsustainable. You have news coming yesterday from The Age uh, in the Australian newspaper that, you know, Australian uh, players might go and play other leagues. So cricket is in turmoil right now because of the crammed calendar. And in that crammed calendar, when the most matches are actually bilateral one days, for me, it's problematic because... The game needs context. I think the the one day World Cup is still the most commercially viable tournament because you know it's people, the fans still seem to love it. The ads, you can pack a lot of ads. You get big sponsors. But what happens between those four years are now, right? How many bilateral series can anyone who loves cricket put up with? So I think the ICC, all the stakeholders, need to sit down and figure out. Yes, the World Cup is not going anywhere. They have the elephant in the room called the Champions Trophy, which frankly, I don't think I need to say it again. They don't know what to do with that tournament, you know. They don't know how many teams. So it's these kind of questions and problems that have no seeming apparent answer, which has left the bilateral one-day series in a bit of a funk. The the ODI Super League was announced by the ICC about four years ago to give teams an opportunity to progress to the World Cup. Only the host nation, by being the host, could make it. But, you know... Two months ago, or six weeks ago, when when the South African cricket board, you know, actually willingly gave up points, you know, to have all their top white ball players ready for their upcoming league. That came on the heels of Ben Stokes' uh, announcement, or somewhere around the same time. That's another big wake-up call, you know? Why should, why would the players want to play a best-of-five series, a best-of-seven series? So, yes, the one-day game has relevance. But... In my view, not The bilateral game has no relevance. I've been saying it for weeks now. Bring back the quadrangular. Bring bring back the tri-series. Give every 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 one-day series some kind of context. I hope
1: that makes sense. What I've said. No, it absolutely does. I I absolutely agree. Especially bilateral series between India and Sri Lanka, which is an Indian West Indies, which we always used to have when Sachin Tendulkar needs to get the hundred century. It's like. Let's, it's like, it's like one of those fillers, uh, sorry for the interruption kind of thing, which people just put in when they want to get on to other things. Now, there's another thing that I believe has, at least for me, that has, I'm no longer so interested in one days is because for me, the one day internationals that I'm, it's a branding thing, right? Why would I watch a one day international? Now, when there was just test matches, I used to watch it for the fireworks, right? This is a place where people would try to hit sixes. Now, with T20, that is no longer the case. So it's kind of in the middle. Now, where I believe that the ICC royally screwed up was, I think, the 2016 world, which which one was the one that was held in Australia, where the scores were, it was like essentially they made the rules such that it was like basically two 2020 matches right after another. So the scores, they, they, that that 35th over power play and everything, the scores kind of became 350. So they thought that scoring more runs, basically taking out that boring period in between is the solution to solving it. But for me, that was absolutely useless because now I'm watching two T20 games one after another. For me, the one day games that I remember, and part of it is of course a function that I grew up in the 90s, are low scoring thrillers in charge so for me, a, a good one-day match is a 250 score. Where a 250 score is a winning score, it's kind of a halfway between a test match and a T20. Yes, the main thing is a test match. It is a test between good bowling and good batting. But yes, there is an incentive to hit. It's not that you yeah. have to hit a six every ball. The moment we get to that, then for me, it is absolutely relevant. I would prefer to watch... T20, even T10. I don't know if you've ever seen one of the T10 tournaments where they score like 120, 113 every 10 of us. So then it just becomes that. Then even T20 makes no sense. I'll watch T10 if I just want to yes. see people going crazy hitting balls like Hong Kong sixes. Do you remember when we were growing up?
0: Absolutely in the 90s. No, I get I I get your point, and I agree with what you're saying to an extent because it cannot all have the same narrative, right? I know that you know T twenty is is the most popular format, but even in T20, how many IPLs have we seen? And I'm saying IPL because let's let's face it, it is the most lucrative, the most watched, the most attended T20 league of all leagues. But you know, there were about four or five seasons there where every match seemed to have the same kind of pattern, right? So when you get too much, too much of one thing, right? It's like you know, you mentioned the ideal one day score for you. For me, now I felt for the longest time that a test match, the format that I really love. No team should ever score more than 375 in any innings because then you get the best chance of that match going to day five and no team gets too ahead. How many times have we seen you? You talk about Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, South Africa. One team scores 652 and in case the other team doesn't get bowled out, then that team is replying with 495. Who wins? It's just stack padding. So just along the same lines of what you said, have a good score, right? We just we just saw India play West Indies. Well, I didn't see because the matches got down at four in the morning. But you know, but the teams in the first two one days, both teams got to 300 and they got 300 plus. Both teams uh, the matches went to the final over. Now, in isolation, these should be engaging, fun T20 uh, one day matches, but they weren't. Not about the quality of opposition. It's because no one really cares, right? This is the first series where there was no private sponsor. These matches were being streamed on an app called FanCode, right? And on Doordarshan. So, all this put together, red lights are flashing. The ICC really does not know what to do. Yes, we have a calendar. We have to send teams. Whenever the Indian team goes to England, eight times out of 10, that's followed by a brief white ball trip to the West Indies. I get the, you know, it's, it's, it's a quicker flight. But yes. you have to be thinking beyond that pitches, standard. Forget two new balls. Forget reverse swing. What? Context does the one-day game bring beyond the obvious thing about more ads being packed in and more sponsors? What is the fan getting out of it? You cannot have every match going to 375. You cannot have every match going to 400, like Owen, Owen Morgan said. Equally, you you can have every match being 200 all out. You know, all these things put together, there's no straightforward answer. But to keep the game alive, to keep the game that we grew up watching, something drastic has to be done very soon.
1: Right. I, I and, and I agree no 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 bilateral series maybe one champions trophy and one world cup that's it one every two years sure. one every two years to you know break it up and that's it sure. maybe one trilateral series uh I, but, and and again i i I'm, I'm pretty sure in the next few years today i was reading an article about like uh, kolkata night riders were saying that they were basically willing to pay uh their like uh, sunil narayan and andre Russell not to play in any other league, so they essentially become like employees of yeah the, yeah, and so once that happens, there'll be a lot of players who will just ditch the one-day international and say, "Okay, I'll I'll join the government Nokri and, and become a franchise."
0: Oh, exactly. I mean, just to interrupt, I had a former uh, India player and BCCI selected Jatin Paranjpe on my show about two and a half weeks ago, and we were talking about Virat Kohli, the funk, you know. So I, I put the question to him, if Virat Kohli at the age of 34, where athletes way, way, way more skilled than him have had to take the call about when do I quit? What format do I you know quit first? And given the fact that he's struggling the most in t 20s I asked him, I said, do you think that's the format Virat Kohli might give up? And Jatin's answer came, no, I think, I think he'll actually give up the one-day match, right? I'm like, but there's a World Cup in 15 months. He's like, he might get that far. But when Virat Kohli sits down to assess his body, his workload, his own form, he will see that India is probably playing 5 to 7 test matches a year, 8 to 10 T20s and then some 21 days. So he will quit the format where, yes, he's got an outstanding record, you know, but he'll quit the one in which he's playing the most and not getting that much out because of the same topic of relevance. So, you know, players will, I mean, I think Ben Stokes is just one big example, but many players will probably give up that format because the test format, you know, test format. It's still cherished. It's still the benchmark. Players don't mind playing it. Right. But you probably will see more guys being at bilateral five matches. Toto Melgoni gillight. That's
1: Test yep. matches is. I think test matches are going nowhere. People might not come to watch them, but the fact is players want play, players want to play test matches because that's the only thing that gives them a place in history, right? Otherwise there yep. is no comparison. That's the that's the game, that's the definition of the game. The other ones are off Yep. Okay, so moving on to the second question, which again, now is on T20. So what do you think should be India's best squad for Australia?
0: We're, looking at, the bowlers. We're looking at a squad of 15, right? Or 16? 15 okay. to 16. Okay. Let's say 15, 15 to 16. 15. Let's let let's start with, with the bowlers because I have a lot more to uh, talk about the batsmen. So let's get the bowlers out of the way. Um, I'm going to put in Jaspeet Bumrah, I'm going to put in Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, who to my mind, and I was speaking to someone yesterday and I said, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar could be the bowling story of the last year, because this time last year, he was about to be written off. So I have, I help me if I get the numbers wrong, because I'm bad at math. We have Bumrah, we have Bhuvaneshwar, we have Yuzvendra Chahal, we have Ashdeep Singh. If Harshal Patel gets back to fitness, I'm going to put in Harshal Patel, that's five uh, we do need a second spinner, but we might even take an all-rounder in Deepak up. So I'm going to put in six. Speaking of all-rounder, I'm going to put in Hardik Pandya, seven. Uh, keepers are going to be Rishabh Pant. Uh, for some strange reason, Dinesh Karthik, I don't know. So that's up to, we're up to nine now, I think, right? By my count. Then you get Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, Sudhir Kumar Yadav. Gail Rawal, will, with some strange reason, he'll force his way back. That should take us to 12 or 13. Uh, I'm missing. I don't think Shreyas Iyer is gonna go. You need another opener. Um, Ishan Kishan may still make it. Who am I forgetting? Another all-rounder. Jadeja probably will go as well. I think that should be 15 by my count.
1: So the only thing. So let's let me challenge you on one thing. So huh, huh. for me, for me, the bowlers number one, of course, Bumrah. There is no doubt. My second bowler is actually not Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. My second okay. bowler, because it's Australia, is Mohammed Shami. So because I want I want Bhuvanesh, I want Bhumra to bowl at the back. I want sure. Shami to bowl in the beginning. So I because I think that there needs to be a wicket-taking bowler. I personally don't think Bhuvaneshwar Kumar is great for Australian conditions. He's a more an England condition bowler than an Australian condition because he doesn't hit the deck. So he's he's chewing. He doesn't from the from the pitch. It doesn't move that much. So I wouldn't. I would put Bumrah and Shami as my number one, number two. I would want. I would want of course. Um, There's an there's another wild card that I have, which is Umesh Yadav, because I think Umesh Yadav hasn't bowled. He he had a very good season with KKR. Of course, since I follow KKR, I've been following Umesh Yadav. Umesh Yadav has a pretty good, decent record in Australia. He's the kind of bowler who does well in Australia. I know yep, that he's yep. not the youngest bowler anymore, but I think you can get four good overs out of him in the beginning. So this is this is what I would have. I would again have uh, Deepak Chahar. I don't know where he is on the fitness scale, but Deepak he, Chahar he just, is, just been he's just come back. But given the fact
0: that it's a World Cup, um. All that's happened to him, I I don't see him going. Unless he takes a bunch of wickets in the next one month. Right.
1: The The problem with Arshdeep is, again, this might be my bias, but I get strong Rajat Bhatia vibes from Arshdeep. So he has that comfortable 32, 132, 133 that he max hits. And I just feel that in Australia, that's absolute cannon fodder. That pace, that line that he bowls. So I wouldn't, there are some places where he might be good in UAE, for instance, but I wouldn't take him to Australia, especially also he's inexperienced. So he sure. the, the wheels will come off um, in big games. So that's what I'm worried. That's why I want a little bit experienced people, people like yep. Veshi who have been there. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Then, of course, Spinner Chahal is the number one spinner right now. Sure. Now, with the batting, I think it's, I think... Again, I'm going to say something very controversial, and I've said this before. It's Firstly, I, 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 Rohit Sharma is going to play, but I wish he didn't. I wish Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli didn't play in this World Cup. And the reason for that is that the only time India won the T20 World Cup was when Sachin and Rahul Dravid and all these guys didn't play. They were still at that point of time, the best players in the country on paper, right? but yep. but for me cricket is a t20 cricket is a very very young man sport it just yep. requires you and again it's not a question of skills but when push comes to shove it just requires a different kind of risky thinking that sure. fortunately when you get mature and i know it myself you just can't do at that at some point of time yeah, in that yep, split yep. second and you know what my real fear is that we are going in what is going to be our top 3 Rohit Sharma KL Rahul and Virat Kohli right this is the exact same top 3 we had in the disastrous game against Pakistan who do correct. we play the first game Pakistan correct so, correct so and and these players are one year older from what they were last time so if anything it will it has gone down for them yep so this is what i believe is fundamentally wrong with the side is that the Absolutely. top 3 it doesn't matter who we bring after that. And again, I have also an issue with Dinesh Karthik. <laughs> and I think you have that too. Even though Dinesh Karthik is batting very well, I just don't feel you can carry one person in Australia for yes. that one uh, finisher that he will do. Yep. So so again,
0: that's the thing. Huh? Sorry. Exactly. You What has Dinesh Karthik done since coming back? One, two innings out of what, 10, right? Yes. Now, you asked me what what squad is going to go. I have given the squad that most likely will go. I'm on the same page as you. I have said in open forum, if Rohit, Rahul and Foley are your top three, then forget about you. You're looking at a worse World Cup than last year. Okay. KL Rahul has not played a single T20i match for India Arnab and today is August the 5th. Right. On what basis does he walk back? Run scored at a strike rate of 125 for, uh, for that Lucknow franchise. In my book, I'm sorry. Virat Kohli has played four of 21 T20s in this year. He's, he's been rested and dropped, arrested and, let's just say, rested more than he's played. Rohit Sharma's form, no one is talking about. If these three guys, like you rightfully said, a year older, one guy's not played for eight months, he's not played for India in the format, on what basis are you going? If it was a my book, these three guys would also not be going to Australia. A lot of people have thrown at me, you know, Virat's got a good record in Australia. Yeah. Good, But right now, 2007, go for youngsters, pick the guys who are doing well. That's another topic, you know, as well. So many guys have come in and done so well. It's unfair on a Huda or someone if, if Rahul, who's not played for eight months, walks in and takes his place, right? So, I think the closest indication to the squad will be the Asia Cup, you know. But, I mean, you mentioned last year's T20 World Cup. That World Cup was India's to actually go and lose. And... That's what happened. If if and that one man, I think Rohit came to bat at number three, right? If Rohit Sharma does not fit your opening eleven as an opener, he has no place in the squad, right? right. So right. I'm on the same page. In a perfect world, in my world, these three guys would not be going, but
1: they will go because we play on reputation, on legacy, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah is, I would That's our top three, and that's what worries me that we don't. Absolutely, it, it, number four is redundant given those top three. And there is another thing that I would like to say here before I forget. Is that for me, and again I'll I'll bring back, I'll go back to KKR. So one of KKR's most successful opening partnerships was Narayan and Chris Lin. And there was a reason for that. The reason was essentially that Narayan and Chris Lynn are terrible openers by themselves. They and they have proved it also that they're terrible openers by themselves. But what happens is one guy can't play spin. Chris Lynn can't play spin, he can play fast deliveries. Faster it is better for him. And Narayan can't play pace, he can play spin. So the moment you put both of them together, the only thing they have to do is take the single. That's it. Um, Narayan can't take that sometimes, and that's why he used to get out. But if he could take the single, there's very it's very difficult because they're very contrasting players and they're also right-left hand. So for me, the ideal, and this is where I think, and this we have done so many times, we take our best players and the best players are actually not given their proper spots because of the generation before them and then surya kumar yadav will get his spot when he is over the hill and then he will prevent the next guy from playing in his right spot so for me out of the top 3 it doesn't if you are going to play You cannot play both Rohit Sharma and K.L. Rahul, at least for me. If you want, you can play one of them and say, okay, we want one solid ICC tournament-ready, experienced guy. So either Rohit Sharma, who is a very good ICC tournament record, or K.L. Rahul, who is the younger of the two. But both can't open. If one opens, then for me, the other other guy has to be. And they tried Pant. The reason why is that there are two reasons. Firstly, he's left-handed. Secondly, he's a better batsman than Ishan Kishan. Third is the one thing that Pant can do, and that's where I, that's why I brought the Chris Lane example is. See, K L Rahul and Rohit Sharma are very conventional players, right? You need a 360 player along with that, so that the bowler doesn't the. It is the same thing as Lin and Narayan, is the bowler can't keep bowling the same line. See, if the if the players start moving, taking singles, and one goes 360, it's just very difficult for a bowler to get the line correct. The problem with KL Rahul, and see, what happened with Pakistan? The problem with Pakistan was that Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul have identical techniques, okay? They have identical techniques. They have identical weakness against the in-swinging left-arm bowler. So they will start with Shaheen Shafridi. That's absolutely, we know exactly how this is going to go, right? And Kohli also has the same problem. So one, two, three has the exact same problem. And good left-hand bowlers, we saw in West Indies, even a second-rate bowler can, on, on a pitch. Can that's what I was going to say, imagine, exactly. 6 for 17, that's insane. A very, a very second-rate bowler can, and you know, Shaheen Shafridi is definitely a very good bowler. Dilful. So, yeah. So if you have somebody like that and those three people walking in who play identical kinds of cricket shots and all, none none of the three guys are in the prime of their life, let's sure, put it. Sure. So yep. that's the problem. Now you So for me, the top three should be, you have one of KL and Rahul Rohit Sharma and you have Pant and you have Surya Kumar Yadav. Surya Kumar Yadav, if he goes below number three, I think he's wasted because remember in Kolkata Knight Riders, he used to be played as a finisher. He can't mm. play as a finisher. Surya Kumar Yadav's best performance comes when he's either opening for Mumbai Indians or when he's one down and he comes in early. He can't start playing at the eighth, ninth over because he he's conventional. But the fact is, once he gets his eye a little bit in, he can then do 360. But he can't do 360 from ball one. So you need him. So have a conventional player and have, two 360 players around him. That to me, and then have Deepak Huda come in at number four. That to me is a dream T20, one, two, three, four. And we are not going to have any of that.
0: We're not going to have any of that. I agree with most things. I would not perhaps use the KKR example because the gulf between IPL and and top cricket is huge. Also, the second thing is, I've actually seen Surakamari Yada walk in at four and first ball going. So I think he could perhaps have a role at four. But I see your point. In a perfect world, I would have them at three as well. But just going back, on up to what you said about these three—Rohit, Rahul, and Virat Kohli. Now, if you watch the England T20s, if you watch the Ireland T20s, if you watch most of the West Indies ones—well, we've only had one, three so far. There has been a a definite shift to let score quicker runs. Okay, in England, we saw if five guys get scores of 35, no 60s, no 70s. If five guys get scores of 35. At a strike rate of 190 to 210, we are getting 160 on the board. We are confident with our bowlers. We will defend that. 160 won't always work, but it worked overall in England, right? Now, this is under Rohit Sharma and Rahul Dravid. It's a clear, it's a clear change. Whether punk or, or the other. Gail Rahul has not had any time to buy into that approach. Right? You have to convince the player to buy in. This is a guy who made that bizarre comment about strike rates are over overrated. Okay. So, you're going to expect a guy who has that mindset, right? Who plays well within himself, you know, walking back after eight months, having not played a single T20 i in the whole year. He cannot be… And it's not about a skill. The guy is phenomenally talented. He cannot walk in after eight months and immediately start to play the way the team is now playing. The last time KL Rahul played for India in 2021, the team had that old mentality. Now that mentality has changed. Second thing is, Virat Kohli tried to play them in England and he got out playing one of the worst shots of his career. So, by default, you've picked off these two guys. Okay. Con bacha? Rohit Sharma. He's at least trying to get there. Yes, he hobbles off every six, seven matches. But he's the best out of these three to try. You know, his strike rate did touch 200 in, in one of the games. His score, unfortunately, was only 28. But he could try. These three guys cannot play the new India template right now. And Arnand, the World Cup is two little over two months away. You cannot be chopping and changing. If you wanted Surikamayal to open... You should have had him open a year ago. You, I'm shocked that they're trying to punt one match, Surya Kumar one match. The World Cup is two months away. We we planned eight months for the last World Cup. And what happened there, we've seen. I think this World Cup, and people are going to hate him for this, it, it's actually going to be worse than the last
1: one. I'm worried too. And he, coming back to Surya Kumar Yadav, see, what are the two situations he will come in? He will either come in at 15 for three with… Yep. 15 for 3 with Shahin Shah Afridi or you know trend bolt somebody you australia, in australia I mean, yeah Fridi, or trend bolt or somebody at the peak like they are in yep. their full rhythm and surya kumar yadav comes in so surya kumar yadav i really like surya kumar yadav but he's it's too much for him at that point of time either that or he comes in at around 8th or 9th over with like 70 runs on the board because the first three can't go beyond that. If they go beyond yep. that, it's 15 for three, right? So the best case is that, and the worst case is that. There is no good, there's no good way out for Surya Kumar Yadav at this point of time. So here's what happens is that, and this is unfortunate tragedy, is that these guys, the top three, will still play perhaps in the next T20 World Cup. Surya Kumar Yadav is the guy who is not going to play because he because they said there is no good way out for him unless he has a I still- <laughs> I still I still have a
0: lot of high regard for him and, and the kind of rise we've seen, you know, in his game. Yes, he's not played in Australia. But if there was one player right now who I would say can bail the team out more than others, it would still be in. So I probably have a little bit more faith in him. But again, if it's fifteen for three and any I mean, of course, both and Afridi are two of the best left armers. Any left armor going around right now, probably if these guys were facing a deep thing in a match, he also might, you know, might get wicked. It's the same problem. And it just goes back to 2017 Champions Trophy Final. Three balls from a left-arm pacer knocked you out of the match. 2019, it was again trend bowl. You know, what what was Virat Kohli? What was Vikram Rathford? What were all the coaches? What were they doing between uh 2017 and 19 and then 21? In these four years, what were they doing to, to conquer Virat Kohli's problem against left-arm pace? Right. If you don't this is why I think Ashdeep will go because just having one left armour. Forget the face. Having one left armour in your squad means you're facing 30, 40, 60 balls of a left armour every day. When you're not doing that, then you're cannon fodder for a bowl. This is why I think Arshdeep's presence is actually very, very undervalued As an squad. As so
1: an end- he, has,
0: he has to go. It, it, it's simple. If you're not facing left armors throughout the year, how are you supposed to play bolt and, and shine up in, the, in a World Cup? This is why India are taking Arshdeep staying to there. He may not play, but they need as many. I, I would take 10 traveling left left-armers for the world cup and say, because it will come down to Afridi Bolt, it could be Obed McCoy. I don't know who else is a left armor nowadays, but the moment these guys walk out to bat, captain is saying, Boss,
1: Stark, Stark, uh, there is there, there, Australia has the best one day. I mean, he's, I mean, Stark is there, right? So,
0: Stark? yeah, 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 it'll always bother India until they have. Uh, at least two, three left armers traveling with them all the
1: time. Right, right. And which, which brings me to DK, Dinesh Karthik. So, Dinesh Karthik is, as we were saying, so, there's one person who I feel that the Indian team should have tried, which was given Sanju Samson a little bit of a longer rope. Because, again, this is my personal opinion. Again, Sanju Samson hasn't performed in Australia either. But just the, the style of cricket that he has, I think he is good for. He can't play. He can't play the swinging ball in England, but Australia. I think the way he plays, he has a good back foot game. So I think that he is somebody who they should have. They should have definitely played him a little bit more. They play him for one game and then they just throw him away. So again, it just goes back to what you were saying a, a while
0: ago about you know the the clarity of roles. They've not been able to figure out where do we fit this guy. Now, coming back to Dinesh Kartik, he's been picked uh, for a very specific role, which Indian cricket has never actually had this specific focus on any single player in in, in white ball cricket that I can can imagine. Hats off to him for turning himself around, for keeping himself relevant at the age of 37. He had a fantastic run with, with RCB, great, but... Since he's, I have no issue with, with him being picked after that. You know, your your ticket to getting selected is doing very well in the IPL. Forget domestic. IPL may have scored, you get picked for India. But since then, it's just to a 50 and a 40, it's not enough to, I say, sustain him for the World Cup. That's my issue. I agree with you. Australia is very different. But it's because Samson, they're not seeing Samson as a number seven batsman, right? Whereas they're seeing Dinesh Kartik. Their thinking could be flawed, but it's a very definite line of thinking. We don't want Kartik facing more than 12 to 15 balls. Now, what happens is, when the team collapses, kartik's walking in. You know, like you said, uh, Surakumar Yadav walks in the ninth over. He will still do it. Kartik is like, yeah, I'm batting in the 10th over. This wasn't part of the plan, right? Then you're stuck with him. So, that's mm-hmm. the bigger problem. If is- India are 15 for 3, and then 25 for 6, or whatever it is, if he's walking in, he needs to come in like Andre Russell for your KTR, he should not come in before the 18th over, 17th over, right? But right. you cannot bank, you cannot bank on such scenarios consistently. You can train for such scenarios. And you can and apparently no one trains better for these than Dinesh Karti. But him walking in the 10th over, I can name five other players I'd rather have walking in there. And Sanjo Samson would be one of those.
1: There's another, there's another thing, you know, famously Dhoni said years ago that, you know, on larger Australian grounds, he could only play Gambhir, Sewag, and such in one of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of those. So we're back to Australia and who are we carrying? We have Rohit Sharma, we have, who's obviously not, he's, I mean, he doesn't look fit. Let's put it like he doesn't look like a modern cricket athlete. Okay, Virat Kohli might be getting on, but he still looks fit and he's still fit. Kale Rahul never the best in the field. You have Dinesh Karthik. Yeah, he's fit, but he's still thirty-seven. So you're and you know you have Mohammed Shami. So you're you're carrying about in that eleven side about four or five players who don't really meet the modern standards of fitness in Australia. So mm. that's another thing. We are going to leak like ten runs every game because of that. Out of in my opinion. And that's another reason why I have a problem with Dinesh Kathy. He's not going to be keeping, right? Pant is going to be keeping. So you can't hide him behind the stumps. So that is, it's going to take a toll. There's just too many old people (laughs) inside at this point of time. And but anyway, so coming back to the last question, who do you think? We've talked about India. I think both of us agree that India is not the favorite in Australia this time. And of course, we would like to be proven wrong. We would like absolutely. To, we would love to be proven wrong. We will then say we were reverse jinxing, whatever. But the thing is, it's not. They're not the favorites. So who who would you say are the favorites in Australia? Look, then? I
0: think. I think the answer lies in yes, it'll it'll be almost a year in fact when the next from the last World Cup. But I think the fact that nobody, even Australians didn't give Australia a chance, I think that perhaps brings in one of the teams who are not fancy. But even the fact that Warner's not been scoring runs in t twenty, you know, Finch's struggles. I think I think the fact that it's a home World Cup and if Australia can channel all that they learned in the UAE last year, I think I would have them in my top two. Um, You know, despite the problems that England have had, I still also put them up there. You know, yes, there's no Morgan and they're struggling. But if Josh Butler bats the way we all know, he can bat and all their players work, I still have these two teams as the two safest bets. New Zealand is always a lovely story. Are they the best team ever? No, but somehow they pull above their weight. I I would put them down to probably England or Australia if, again, Pakistan, there's no point even predicting because you never know what they're going to do. But I'm finding it tough to look beyond Australia firm favourites and England second. I see the Asian team struggling this time time around.
1: Yes, I would... uh, For me, England... I would have said England, but I think England, at least from what I saw, their bowling looks really weak. Like, really, really weak. If they... If, if England bowlers struggle in England against India, um, they're going to struggle in Australia. The Australian mm. bowling side seems to be much better than the, the The England side without Archer, and Archer is a phenomenal talent. Phenomenal. On his day, he is like amazing. So without Archer, who's a match winner, I just don't think there is one England player In in the bowling yes, Butler can win you a game or two on his own. He's that good. But England, I just think consistently, they don't have the bowling power to go the distance, in my opinion. New Zealand, in my opinion, does have the bowling power to go. So New Zealand is one of my favorites. They do punch above their weight. But given the conditions, I think New Zealand is the most balanced of all the sides. In the mm-hmm. same that they that they take yeah. all the boxes they have a good left armor they have a good right armor they have they've had you know Kane Williamson again hasn't been in he's kind of having a Kohli kind of slump but yes. so he's if he was a, if he was at his best I would have put them number one without doubt but he there's a, there's a little bit of a problem there but some of the other batsmen have been playing well so I think he can hide the, another good thing about New Zealand is there is there's nobody to hide in the field. Pretty, pretty solid fielding side. Um, The other side, I would say, again, Pakistan, you can never say, but if, again, given the phenomenal form that Babar Azam is in, I mean, the thing with T20 versus one day is that in T20 and the example, I know that you don't like comparing IPL to international T20, but see... Dave Warner has won an entire tournament for SRH, one person essentially batting. So the yep, thing yep. Is in a limited point twenty, and last year also in, in IPL, Joss Butler basically took Rajasthan where there was nobody else. Right. So one person can make, especially in batting, can make a huge difference. It's not so much in one day and it's absolutely not true in tests. So. Yeah. Uh, so in test, that's the thing about test. Everybody has to pitch in or there's no winning. So in one day, if you have, so for me, if you if you have, no, uh, you know, Baba Azam and their keep, keeper, what's his name? Rizwan. Have, uh, Rizwan. So if you have Rizwan and Baba Azam, you know, two of them, one of them like scores 50, 60 every game. One fails, the other guy does. And then you have Harris Roth, who, by the way, has bowled well in BBL before. So he knows yeah. the conditions pretty well. He was a standout performer in BBL. So you have Harris Rauf who's played in those conditions. So it's not foreign for him. You have Shaheen Chafiri. You have their new guy, Shahnawaz Durani. So again, they have the bowling attack. They've always had a bowling attack. The main thing is that batting has been weak. But I think they have two batsmen who can consistently win you till the fight. But they, they might expl- implode, of course but i think for me the favorites are pakistan and new zealand australia i'm not sure that i see it in their batting the batting for me is weak i don't know what form david warner is and again david, yeah it's not been doing well again also david warner is also at the fag end of his career right you know things are going to get worse for him he has the same problem that rohit sharma has right great great t20 player but his best days are behind him so for me, it? it's a young man's game. I like to focus on the young performers in T20 more than anything else. And I just feel that sure. New Zealand have a young side. Um, Pakistan has a young side. There's another side which I would put as like South Africa. I don't know if you've been following them recently, but they got Rilo Eruso back. And... He has been doing great in there. I know that T20 leagues, the standards were, but sure. he puts, in my opinion, he puts that X factor back in yep. To yep. South yep. Africa that they have been missing yep. since basically yep. yep. ABD Villiers went away. So again, given Australia, I would put them as kind of my third. But other than these three people, I, you know, Pakistan is the only subcontinental side which I think can do it. India and Sri Lanka, of course not.
0: Yeah, yeah, stuff. No, I, and again, I mean, I think South Africa, yes, they have, they have Russo's back. Riza Hendricks has reeled off some 550s. But just the fact that it's South Africa, we all know how that's going to end. So I, I don't rate them for any World Cup, any ICC event. New Zealand, interestingly, it's, I get your point. They actually have the most players who are over 30. But like you said, because they're fit, it's not a problem. Bolt, Sodi, Williamson, Guptil, and uh, Daryl
1: Mitchell—these are all the 34 to 36 age. Oh, I didn't know so these, I, I didn't know Daryl Mitchell was 34. Okay, because he's they're he's all decent. they're all 30 something plus. So if if these guys
0: don't if if any problem, I think the Kane Williamson factor, like you said, had had even scoring runs, I would have him. But the guys—they have a lot of guys who are 30 plus. If and I think Martin Guptil probably this is his last tournament. It's going to be both last tournament. Sodi's last tournament. So, they also have guys who, if things don't work out, in my mind, you could see that the negative side of Australia also showing up here. Um, And in regards to Pakistan, they, of course, have the most vibrant, they have the youngest thing. But I just think Babur and Rizwan are good for scoring runs in friendly conditions. I don't think, especially Rizwan, because Babur's gone to Australia and scored. Rizwan might struggle on those tracks. So, for me, it's... Uh, but again, the fact that, out of the fact that you and I can only pick
1: two teams out of ten, it says that this this is going to be a very very intriguing World Cup, to say the least. Absolutely, I'm I'm very intrigued, and again, I I I I wish the best for India, and I hope that they even if they don't win, at least they fight. Unfortunately, the last T20 World Cup, they didn't fight. It was it was like watching the 2007 One Day the One Day World Cup it was like a spineless gutless performance like there was no time yes. that we felt that we were winning there was not even one over where we even had a chance of winning this tournament so that's what it's i want over, really i wish over. it doesn't happen
0: yeah i i i don't i think if they again if they pick the right team if they make the tough calls it should not be that bad but i know they're going to repeat the same mistakes um it's like i was talking to someone recently and they said do you want do you want 168 for two or do you want 190 all out? And I said, I want 190 all out. It's that extra That extra push, that extra scrap for 15-20 runs. That's where it is. I think we saw it in the last World Cup. You know, the Kohli batting the whole thing for 68. Yes, we get fallen, but Abhi, it's a whole year on up from the last World Cup. And I just don't think the team has evolved
1: enough in the last one year. If, if if India score is one sixty for two, I at the end I can guarantee that KL Rahul has scored eighty five. I can guarantee you that. <laughs>
0: or Rohit, or, or but that's a problem. All three of these guys are capable uh, of batting. You know, it's like again, like just to go back to the IPL when Hashim. Rohit will
1: possibly get out. I I don't think Rohit will bat for eighty five. He'll get oh. out. you will yeah. you will oh. injure to something. But KL Rahul oh, will right. be there with eighty five runs at the end. One sixty for two. <laughs>
0: Whenever you see a T20 match, I mean, going back to the IPL, I remember Hashim Amla had one good season with eleven Punjab. He would be 101 not out after 20 overs. Josh Butler would come and finish the chase with two overs left. So, those days are gone, you know. You, like I said, give me 5 to 6, 35 scores of 35 at a strike rate of 190 and I guarantee you the team will win more matches.
1: Right. That's the that's that's the modern way of of, of playing. I mean, that's…
0: Absolutely. Just, Younger players and go hard. That's that's
1: good. Last thing, since you mentioned Australia, who do you think will be in the Australian team? I I, I mean, other than David Warner, who opens with the David Warner, McDermott, like who's who's Mitch so it's Marsh? Finch's
0: last, it's Finch's last World Cup, so they so they've they've been asked about Finch. They said we have faith in him for one more World Cup. I don't think Finch will play beyond this year. He's just playing for that home World Cup, defending champion. It'll still be Warner, Finch, Marsh. Uh, they'll use Alex Carey. They'll use uh, this guy, Nick Madison, May come in. They had uh Matthew Wade, last World Cup. So he'll be there. The team is not going to change itself. You'll see Travis' head squeeze in. They're not going to make changes. They're hardly playing any t 20s recently. But they're a team which will fully put faith in the same the same squad that went last time. You might see a second uh, wrist spinner come in. I think zampa go- Zampa was I think the best bowler of the last World Cup. Zampa will zampa definitely. Will do definitely. So I they might pick another they had that other guy, I'm forgetting his name now. The left left
1: handed, left-handed, yes. The the,
0: the 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 spinner. So I think I think you're not gonna see any new faces in them. They're not ones like us who'll chop and change openers two months before a World Cup. They'll back Warner at thirty five, they'll back Finch at thirty five, they'll back Cummins, Josh Hazelwood. Yeah, calm ever. This is why I think they're the best team going into the world cup
1: all right well thanks a lot for this very spirited discussion really enjoyed this and we should definitely do this more this time with bollywood maybe because we've done two cricket ones already <laughs> we had,
0: absolutely no it's, it's 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 been a pleasure Arnab. thank you for having me and thank you to all the people who, who are watching and who please like share subscribe do all the good things it means a lot to people who take time out to put out video so absolutely
1: I'll definitely thanks
0: be back whenever you call me
1: please please do it was great talking to you bye-bye
0: thank you
1: bye bye